Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to TGIF. I'm back with two of the most fabulous men in the entertainment industry and in the world. That's Al Reynolds and Q, but that's not their official uh, welcome. So hold up on the hand gesture, Q. We're here to spill some tea and talk about some of the biggest headlines in news and in social media. So sit back, relax, and grab your mugs because it's time to pour a little Friday night tea. We've been waiting for this all week. Okay, uh, tonight's show is going to be a little bit special, but I'll get to that in a second. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. (laughs) (laughs) Never gets old. And please welcome brand strategist, Al Reynolds. Hi, Al. (laughs) <laughs> we, we, need, we, I need, I we need we need Al like curtsy in his seat. <laughs> right like Al, we, we need a gesture we need a gesture for you um there's a lot going on tonight's show from where i'm broadcasting from we have a special guest with us tonight it's what q did last night what al's probably gonna do later on tonight so uh before we get into that let me just tell you tonight we're honoring and celebrating our fans with our very first fan appreciation day. That's right. We appreciate Yay. our fans and we love y'all so much for the way you support us. Y'all be going hard for, for TGIF. So tonight we're allowing one lucky fan to hang out with us tonight live on our show and join us. So to help kick off tonight's fan appreciation day, our first lucky lady hails from Boston, Massachusetts. Please right. welcome Angela Sanders. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing? Hi, Claudia. Hey, hey girl. How you guys doing? Oh, good. You good? Listen, you I've been waiting for this moment all my life. You lit already. It looked like we about to have a whole lot of fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about people from New England. They, they they work hard, but they party hard, and they don't Harder. pronounce their R's right. There's like always like they they say hard. There's no R, so we <laughs> right, and we, we don't really pronounce our, our our R's correctly, but we have a lot of fun, and we're gonna have a good show tonight. So welcome, Angela. Tell us about Thank yourself. You. you know, why do you want to be here tonight? Why do you like oh, this show? Well, Funky Denver, I love your show. I watch it all the time. I'm I'm a, I'm a really big fan, Thank and you. um. <laughs> You know, Claudia, I know you from the Housewives, so that's what originally started me, you know, watching it. And then mm-hmm. caught on tail and Funky Deneva. So, <laughs> listen, like everybody else, you know why we watch it. Yeah, it's real, it's real, it's real, You don't hold back, keep it real. Uh, it is. So, <laughs> so, so. What so okay? We asked you what makes you a, a fan of the show, but Angela, we got to ask you, and you got to keep it real. Who's your favorite of the co-hosts? Who's your favorite? Hmm. Well, see, Ali, he's a handsome. What's his name? <laughs> Neva. You really, really. I laugh at you 
every time I watch the show, you always say something that something smart's coming out of your mouth, which is good. And Claudia, pick up the glass, eh? pick it up, because I want to commend you. I want I'm a housewife's fan. You know, housewives. And you know, on that bus ride you had with Nini, I was like, listen, not every woman can stand up to Nini, but you tore her a new asshole. So hey to you, girl. Hey, uh, hey. for me, Tara. I was proud of you, eh? I was proud of you. You held your own. You held it down. Well, you know what? Thank you for being here tonight. And um, let's get into the show. I, I got to explain my background. Angela, you're from Boston. I'm here in Rhode Island. I'm hosting a pay-per-view event at the Silhouettes Strip Club in Providence. So you might see a dancer in the background tonight. And we're just going to roll with it, fellas and ladies. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to just roll with it, okay? I know you as some old uh, <laughs> chicken leg white right. woman because don't know black people live in Providence, bro. I, I, <laughs> At all. Angela, tell him. We got well, black people out here. I'm going to keep it real. He's right. That's <laughs> a few. I bet all the strippers look like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I got to get on the pole. I, I brought the right outfit, though, I think, tonight. I brought a little sexy outfit. All, all right, y'all. Right, Let's get into the show. We have a lot to cover tonight, okay? So Angela's going to hang out with us tonight, and we're going to break down some stories. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Pierce Morgan, who was such a jerk, I think, was criticized on Twitter for calling 23-year-old tennis star Naomi Osaka an arrogant, spoiled brat because of her decision to withdraw from the French Open for the sake of her mental health. Uh, Pierce posts, uh, he posted the tweet, Narcissistic Naomi's cynical exploitation of mental health to silence the media is right from the Meghan and Harry playbook of wanting their press cake and eating it too. What do you think about Pierce Morgan coming for another black woman, a young woman at that, and, uh, you know, kind of inserting himself into this? What do y'all think? Um, I think Pierce Morgan has a wild hair up his ass for women of color. Um, had this been a white woman, um, everybody would be, be, be falling and, and be running to her like a damsel in distress because they get to cry over the drop of a, of, of a raindrop and the whole world is coming to an end. Yet somehow or another, Pierce Morgan is unable to see the humanity in, in women of color. Um, like I said, if this woman was white, it would be, oh my God, we commend her, you know, praise the Lord. She, she's getting the break that she needs, but because she's a, a black girl, all of a sudden she's ungrateful. I'm sure that's one of the things he probably thinks because let's face it, they don't, he doesn't feel that people that look like us deserve to be there in the first place. So he's probably calling her all kind of ungrateful and she needs to, 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 to tough it out, so on and so forth. Pierce just needs to go sit down because at this point, he's saying that she's taking a page out of the Meghan and Harry playbook, but he's taking a page out of the Donald Trump playbook where you just harp on these stupid, atrocious issues to pander to this crowd over there to keep your name relevant. And it, it's just pathetic at this point. He's for sure an attention who I have a little Pierce story, but I want to get Al's thoughts on this. Al, what do you think? Uh, you know, I concur. This. I concur with uh, Funky on this. On the he's gaining from the PR. Now, this is what's interesting, though. Remember, he talked bad about Megan because he tried to date her, and she dissed him to go meet Prince Harry. I think what we're seeing here is that Pierce 
is saw how much attention he got at attacking women of color from the Megan thing. And he decided to use this opportunity to, to attack another incredible woman who's ranked number two in a tennis in the world to get more media attention because Pierce, unfortunately, don't have a real job anymore. He walked out of one job and got fired from the other, was bringing in all his income. What's so interesting to me, though, is that you would be so vulgar to use someone's mental health and use that as the crutch to define the person that you're going to attack. The real mental health issue here, in my opinion, is Piers Morgan. You know, Angela, I want to get your thoughts on this. I just want to say real quick, um, he was on Celebrity Apprentice on the panel the year that I was on it. And, you know, we kind of but, but bumped heads a little bit. He's just very bitch made. And he's not only decades older than the women he's insulting constantly, but he's like, he's, he's not reading the room. He's like tone deaf. You know, it's a white man, once again, coming for a woman of color and, and very, being very judgy and dismissing one's feelings without even like, you know, like you have not walked any, any steps in anyone in this woman's shoes. You don't know. You can't, who are you to question when or when or someone is or is not having an issue? You don't know this. And he's just constantly, he's a media whore. He'll do anything for attention. And when I, what I witnessed on the show was he was so far up, up Trump's butt. I mean, yeah. I, I can't really say what I want to say, but he was up in there. He was up, he was up in them guts. Let's just say that. Angela, what do you think? He was out there. Nobody was watching me. I'm going to tell you something. What I think is he better watch out for that choo-choo chain because he could be the next contestant on taking that cancel ride. That's what I think. If he already hasn't been, I know he got taken from the other show. Um, the one that he um, made the comment about. Um, Good morning, Britain. Good morning, Britain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's you know amazing that people, so, you know what's people so that keep getting jobs. They keep getting jobs. Yes. He's not really that interesting to me. So I don't really pay too much attention to him. But, um, you know. The, the I, thing here is that he still has a huge megaphone, right? That works in the media, unfortunately. What I did enjoy, though, about this story was Billie Jean King, one of the, you could consider the best female tennis player in the history of tennis. Martina Navratilova, Steph Curry, uh, uh, Russ Wilson, Lisa Leslie, and Ava DuVernay all came to um, Naomi's back and offered their support because they all understand that depression and anxiety is real with those Gen Zs. Gen Zs deal with depression and anxiety and their suicidal rates are 3.7% times higher than any other generation that exists. They just don't know how to manage the pressure and they don't know how to manage the expectations and fame. And she clearly, if you watch her in any of her interviews, you see how that little girl shakes when she's in front of those cameras, her voice shakes She's very uncomfortable and it causes her a lot of pain. Respect her right Absolutely. to bow out is what I'm saying. Speaking of pain, Ricky Martin revealed he still suffers after his disastrous interview with Barbara Walters way back in 2000. Ricky came out as a gay man in 2010 after years of people speculating, is he or is he not? Uh, you know, but he was put on spot to publicly address the rumors when he had an interview with Walters, which he says still gives him anxiety to this day. Now, the singer said, when she dropped the question, I felt violated because I was just not ready to come out. I was very afraid. And there's a little PSD, PST, PTSD still there. Um, fellas, do you ever feel pressured into living your truth? I know, Al, we've had these conversations, especially as of late. And how do you feel about, 
you know, people doing this and, and, and outing or, you know, demanding to know where someone stands as far as their sexuality. Ricky need to go sit his ass down somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Ricky, you are on the other side of the rainbow at this point. Anybody who has been closeted knows that once you get on the other side, it is the most liberating, most gratifying feeling one could ever feel. So all this PTSD about the life you used to live, if anything, Barbara Walters helped set you free. That's number one. Number two, to Ricky, and this was the point that I was going to make about Naomi. As celebrities, as popular people, as people who get to do, um, you know, what we do for a living, as well as Ricky Martin, you live very privileged lives, all right? You live very privileged lives. And certain things are just par for the course, you know what I'm saying? And, and being asked questions about your personal life is part of being a celebrity. It is not her fault that you were unable or unwilling to come out at that time, that you were uncomfortable. We all have to take this journey, you know, one step at a time at our own pace. But Ricky, girl, please stop. Like, ju just stop. Al, I really want to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would have to come to uh, Ricky's defense on this one and disagree with Funky. And let me tell you why. I, I too feel like there was a point that I suffered from PTSD because of what the backlash I received for not coming out and saying that I was a bisexual man, even though I did make it very clear that, you know, when they were, you know, trying to say that I was straight, I never, I'd never had anything to say about it. I think what the deal is here with Ricky is this funky. He was at the top of his career in 2000. It's very funny because I actually had this conversation with Barbara Walters when we were on her private plane flying back from Trump's Malago um, one time. And I asked her about this particular interview. And the thing that she said that just really blew my mind was she felt, and she has said this in the media, that she felt pushing him and asking him that question single-handedly destroyed his career. And if we watch the numbers of sales, even though he has over 70 million to date, we see that there was a spike and there was a huge decline after that particular interview. And that I see why it could cause him PSTD, I mean, PTSD. Hey, because anytime you think about that moment in your life that destroyed your income at the rate and the way it did his and affected his ability to sell more records, he has a right to feel anxiety every time it comes up. He has a right to feel awkward and weird. Now, he did say, like Funky said, it was the most liberating thing he ever did when he came out. He said he should have also come out then. He's like, he, I, I did read where he said, you know, I wish That's I right. would have. And I, I think the world, it's a lot has changed in 20 years. It, we can all agree to that. Nowadays, when you come out, it actually helps your career a lot more. Right. Well, let me not just speak on that because I'm not in that space. Just the thing that be getting me with the girls, right? For, it, the thing that killed me with the girls is that they act as if the world was receiving them as straight in the first place. Like, girl, you, you, they asked you the question because the girls already knew you was gay, Miss Ricky. Like, come on, girl, you wasn't fooling no damn body. And please do not act like it was just so damn far fetched and left field for her to ask you, you was your merengue dancing ass gay. Okay, we all knew you was gay. Your mama knew you was gay. Your teacher knew you was gay. Barbara Walters ass knew you was gay. You the only one who didn't know your ass was gay. And that's why you had STPD or however you had <laughs> that word tonight. 
<laughs> PTSD. But Funky, let me ask you this, though. We, Explain then why it wasn't until he actually had to come out of his mouth that his record sales tripled every year on top of year. Explain to me why until Raven Simone came out that her, her contract with Disney tripled and tripled every year until they came out. You have to explain to me why certain people can't have has hesitation about their careers that's matched to their nope. income, which is matched nope. to their personalities. No? Can't, can't explain nothing because we have to go to commercial break. We'll be right back with more TGIF <laughs> when we return. Sorry. <laughs> okay, we are back with more TGIF with my guys, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva and our lucky fan for the day, fan co-host, Angela <laughs> Sanders. Uh, Al, you got some business to do. Oh, let me say it again. Al, you got some business to do. Take it away. Yes, I do. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, I know it's been a hell of a year. And if you're like me, you're feeling your age more than you used to. And for some, especially in the bedroom. Well, it's time to snap out of it because and spring is here and it's time to get sprung with Blue Chew. For those of you who hate swallowing pills like myself, we got you covered. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable and they help men achieve harder and stronger erections to combat all forms of erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And guess what? You don't have to worry about those awkward visits to the doctor's office because Blue Chew is an online prescription that ships right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. As far as the registration process, don't worry, it's simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, You'll receive your prescription within days, and it's all done online. And tonight, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code TEA at checkout, and you'll only pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TEA to receive your first month free. We would like to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring our show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, let's get back into it now. In royal news, it's reported that by The Guardian that uh, Buckingham Palace and the Queen's aides banned colored immigrants or foreigners from working in office until the late 60s. Apparently, the Queen's chief financial manager instructed minorities, colored people, I hate when they say colored people, it sounds so so racist, and uh, immigrants, they were not only allowed to be employed as domestic servants in the royal family, but they were banned from any clerical or office jobs. Are y'all surprised? Q, what do you think? I think it's a non-story. I think if you're talking about the 60s, what was going on in Britain was consistent with what was going on in the U.S. and the Jim Crow South. Uh, that's just where the world was at that time. Doesn't make it right, but that's just where we were at that time. What I don't like is that this is being dredged up right now on the heels of the Megan and Harry thing to try to, to, to make it more than what it is. But that's where the world was in the 60s. Well, I, I have to once again disagree with Funky because it was where the world was in the 60s, but they kept this implemented, not just in the 60s. They kept it implemented in the 70s, okay? They even, uh, the government officials even told them that everybody else had to um, adhere to discriminatory 
um, employment uh, laws, except for the royal family. Not only did they do it in the 70s, they did it in the 80s. They did it all the way until the 90s. And to me, that's unacceptable. So to have that practice happen over all those decades, even though we as a world have come so far, it's just unacceptable. But the good thing is that may, that came from Meghan and Prince Harry is this. The queen is now deciding to create a position for a diversity officer to make sure that individuals that work in the palace are not only of color in, as servants, but also of color in all ranks. So thumbs up for the queen and thumbs up for their accepting and wanting to implement different change. Angela, what do you think? Hold on, Angela. Hold on, Angela. Al, you think you better than me because you know what's going on over in Britain? <laughs> <laughs> you think you better than me? Tell me how you really no. feel. Tell me how you really feel. Okay. <laughs> you know, we, we, we ain't surprised. I mean, what England uh, has been colonizing the world. I mean, they just roll up on countries, pick a country, it's slaughter the natives, rape them, take their shit, right. take their oil, take their diamonds. Wow. That's what they did. They was doing far worse. So the fact that they had given some jobs away, and, and not, not the higher ones, higher ranking ones, that's what they do. That's and actually nice. that's actually nice on their scale. And let me <laughs> tell you miss me, miss me with the diversity officer bullcrap. I mean, mm. we have been that has been the corporate fix yes. since ninety one. Oh, there's a racial claim. Well, we just hired the dark-skinned black girl with the king hair to be the diversity officer. Woo. She's going to be over hiring for the cafeteria and janitorial staff. We're not going to give her any real power. We don't want no more damn diversity officers. You want to make that MF diverse? Make the CEO black. Bum. That's right. That's okay. Right. Now, you know, I do agree with tomorrow, that. I Yes. I do agree it, with that. We don't listen, I'm 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 over these days of empowering black people. No, no, no. This isn't about empowering black people. This is about putting black people in power. Like you said, Q, it's time for if you are a diversity officer and you want true diversity in your company, make the president a person of color. Make the president someone other than a woman. Make the president, and I'm not talking bad against women. I just need to see color in power. I don't need for you to empower me anymore. I don't need for you to give me a diversity officer position because that's not power. That's empowering. These crackers ain't trying power. to share their shit. They just gonna do enough that they can release a press release release that makes them look make somewhat civil. Moving on, uh, Angela, do you wear bonnets ever? Do you wear bonnets? Uh, or I actually, hair yes, I actually do. Yes, we do. <laughs> do, wear, do As a black female, yes, I do. Do you wear them out in public? I wear yeah. a hat over it, but I do. Okay. Well, Monique was getting dragged because she made a, a statement about, you know, us being out in public and how we look. Let's take a look. All right. I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and these slippers. And the question that I'm having to you is, when did we lose pride in representing ourselves? When did we step away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home? Y'all think, I mean, people got mm -hmm. mad at what she said, but I'm just like, what did she say wrong? What do y'all think? Well, do your titties hang low? Do they wobble to the ground? Can you tie them in the night? Can you tie them in the night? Can you throw them on your shoulder? Like a titties hang low? I'm not doing this. It's my fault. Well, I'll tell you what. I love, I love Monique, but you're out of line. 
I think she's out of line. I think she should worry about herself and not other people because as black female, Claudia, you know, we go to the airport where they're germy, sneezy, coughing, farting, nasty people in and out all day long. And no one's coming along with a little Lysol wipes after. And black women preserve their hair. They do. They wrap it. They put the bonnet over it. And if you're going to be on a plane for eight hours, six hours, there's nothing wrong with that. What you think of me is none of my business. Keep it to yourself. Do you, boo. Monique, you're right. But we wrap our hair to look good yeah. when we go out the house. Like, that's where my issue is. Like, I, I'm, I, I, listen, I get being comfortable, but I also, like, hate when people can, like, look at some of us and judge us by that. I hate when I see my young sisters like that. I'm like, man, show, step out. Okay, I you, understand. I, I know what you're I wasn't matter what she said. Personally. But you have to understand, sometimes it's not about impressing the world. Sometimes it's about your comfortability. It's about you. It's not about other people all the time. So you got to just take that out of the equation. Sometimes you do you, right? If I'm I, going to the airport and I want to be comfortable and I'm going to be sitting in a chair for eight hours, what's wrong with just wrapping your hair? And I just feel like there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with wrapping your hair and putting on a bonnet, but you you right. can cover it up if that's, well, your I main, do. If that's your main I, reason for wrapping your hair. I think what Monique was saying is that perception is reality. And mm. we all as entertainers know that more than anything. And unfortunately, when you go out the house with house slippers on, your mm. pajamas and your hair wrapped in a bonnet, looking like you're getting ready for bed, you're perceiving your perception that you're giving off to everybody that see you is not even to what it should be, I think was the argument that she was having. And I totally agree with it. That is not slippers and pajamas are not casual wear. It is called slippers and pajamas for a reason because it should be used to do just that. But that's just my opinion. My whole thing is I got from her argument was this, that as black women, you women are powerful and you're great. Stop letting people take that power from you by judging you by how you show up to America. Foggy, what do you think? I mean, I think the issue is multifaceted and we obviously don't have enough time to really mm -hmm. dig. Y'all can check out my YouTube video that I did for 40 minutes just addressing a lot of different things. But really quickly, you know, one point that I want to make is that, you know, Black women are being policed from just every damn angle, from the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they... So that, that, that's, that's one conversation. We'll wrap that up in a bow put it over here the yeah. other the other in which i dug deeper in my youtube video is i think it's less about the bonnet and more about the bonnet behavior and everything else that uh, comes along mm -hmm. with it because typically point. when yeah. you see that person in the airport with the bonnet and the fuzzy slippers that's the loud person, the ghetto person. They cussing in front of grown people. They talking on FaceTime while they walking through the airport cussing. It's all of that. I think if it was just the bonnet, right. that it wouldn't be an issue. I think that the deeper situation is what comes with that bonnet, that bonnet behavior. Very, very so good point. We're talking about behavior then. We're not talking about anything but behavior. So with that being said, I'm not saying that it's not okay to, 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 to go wear a bonnet in the airport. I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying sometimes people do them, but you're right. It's about 
the way their behavior is, the way they act, the way they talk. So Claudia, you and I, we could walk into the airport with a bonnet on and probably wouldn't have a second eye back. But it's behavior. It's the way they're acting. And I still wouldn't do it, though. Like, I, I like to put my best face forward when I leave the house every day. Even if I'm going into the gym, like, I may not have makeup on, but I'll, like, put it together. Like, I'll pull my hair back. I'll have a tight ponytail. I'll match my clothes. I won't have wrinkled clothes. And yet, it's not really about impressing the world and it being for yeah. them. It's really, it's really for me. I feel like I was raised to, to, to present myself in a proper way when I leave the house and to have a little class about myself. You never know who you're going to run into. And, and even if it's not about anybody else, why do you want to go out the house looking like you about to go go change the cat's litter box? You about yeah, to we're not talking about every day, Claude. We're talking about we don't always have to impress the world. Sometimes we can just do you. And it's so nobody else's business. If I, if I want to be comfortable at an airport... I'm going to be comfortable. And I wear pajamas in public. That, that I, is we want to talk about pajamas. Now, you said bonnets. Well, I said bonnet, but if you watch <laughs> oh, the video, the, the, the oh, entire okay. story, the entire thing she talked about was bonnets, slippers, and pajamas. So it was like, the whole, they the, yeah, the whole thing. Head yeah. to toe. Well, you know, it's one other thing that I want to point out with the bonnet, and, and Angela and Claudia, you, you guys can back me up on this. I think mm -hmm. the bonnet is, is, is a direct result also of Black women's um, preoccupation with their hair, right? Because a lot of the reason why people are wearing this bonnet, they're like, bitch, I just got my hair done. Preserving it, right, exactly. We're going to the function exactly. later on tonight, and I want my hair to be fresh. You see and your I'm hair saying? will last longer so, if you wrap it. We are talking about pride versus lack of pride. I mean, yeah. really, the, the bonnet, I, I'm just hoarding my pride for later on the night because I'm trying to get chose. <laughs> okay? I'm trying to get chose. So. Q, Q, speaking, of, speaking of getting chose, did you get chose last night? Was you out there you doing hood? Did you do hood rat things with your friends last night? I heard he jumped into an Uber and went around a corner. You know, I had an out call or whatever, you know, rent. Uh -oh. I, had a, I had an out call. I, I had a gentleman call us, summons me, and I was tipsy. So he sent me an Uber. Okay. Did he pay you? Well, he paid for my Uber. So did you give did you give it up for an Uber ride? Ooh. I mean, he's we, done, that he's what done it for less. He's done it for less. He's Q, done it for less. Q, <laughs> Q, well, Q. look at it this way. I didn't, I didn't have to burn my gas. So, I mean, yes. I love it. And, and, gas the car. And no, no, actually, actually, yeah. that Uber ride was worth $10,000 because I could have got a DUI and he cared enough about me to send me an Uber. Q, cut it out, please. Well, what's happening okay. on the boat ride tomorrow? You took a golf cart across the corner. You the know corner. what? We are going to take a quick break. We we got Ratchet co-hosts. It just is what it is at this point. Y'all are Ratchet. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more TGI. I'm going to hit this hook on the commercial break. We'll be right back, y'all. Hey guys, welcome back to TGIF. And you know what? Before we uh, move on, we'd like to thank our fan, Angela Sanders from Boston. Hey. Ronnie Wigman, girl. For hanging out with us tonight we really appreciate you angela and i like how uh how how you stand strong on your opinions and angela follow me on instagram baby at the real you got right. it and you too right. bye, you. bye everybody love you thank you love so you much <laughs> all right girl have fun <laughs> now uh to everybody out there our soulmates if you'd like to become part of tgif's fan appreciation day make sure you upload a video to instagram with the hashtags fox soul and tgif and tell us how much you enjoy the show and if you're lucky enough 
You may find yourself uh, kikiing with me, Al Reynolds, and Funky Dineva live on the air. And uh, we'd love to see, uh, you know, other fans out there that want to hang out with us on a fan appreciation night. All right, Al, now is your turn to try to read again. <laughs> Don't mess this up because this is where our money's coming from. All right, from. all right, Make all right everybody. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world, Manscaped. Imagine shaving those sensitive areas with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Look, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. I'm one of the first people to try this new tool, and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship, and the details, honestly. Manscaped engineered the ultimate growing and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality to create an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cut edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents that we all have thanks to their advanced skin safe TM technology. This upgraded trimmer also includes a multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. And it also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. But wait, did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer so you can travel with it. And tonight we have the hookup for our fans. Get not five, not 10, but 20% off and free shipping with the code TEA at manscaped.com. Yep, you heard me right. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code TEA. So stop what you're doing and join over 2 million men like myself worldwide who trust Manscaped by unlocking your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, and a shout out to all our soulmates in the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube chat, watching us live. We appreciate y'all, and the ones that are gonna rewatch it first thing when it comes on Saturday, we love y'all, we rock with y'all, and thank you for rocking with us. We, we really appreciate y'all. I'm here with Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Let's get into more stories and hot topics. Let's turn up. Uh, listen, Kim Kardashian, she admitted uh, that she felt like a loser and a failure because of her split with Kanye West. Now that is her third marriage. And on a recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she was crying to her sisters about not being able to support Kanye's every move and that he needs a wife that can stop and drop everything and travel with him. This is Kim's third marriage um, and divorce. She was married to music producer Damon Thomas and professional basketball player Chris Humphreys. That was one that was like 71 days what are your thoughts about Kim looking at her marriage as a failure instead of a lesson? How do y'all feel about it? What do you think? Is she right? I don't think it's a failure. I think people got to. I think people have got to stop hailing marriage as the end all, be all, all exalted way of being. It didn't work. It, it just simply didn't work. I mean, what, what what was the alternative to stay in something that was unhealthy for the sake of calling yourself a success? It didn't work. Um, and quite frankly, the, the, the way your bank account multiplies seven times over after being with his ass, it seemed like a big damn success to me, Al. <laughs> so, 
I, listen, I'm still getting over the other 15 that didn't work and why they didn't affect her the same way this one didn't work. Okay, let's can we just do a quick march down Kim Kardashian's dating life? She started with TJ Jackson, who was Michael Jackson's uh, nephew. She lost her virginity to him. Hold up, wait. Which one was that? TJ Jackson was, she dated him when she was 14. Was that That's one of Michael Tito Jackson's Tito? nephew? Was that and one? She of lost Tito her virginity. She lost her virginity to him. How you at know? Neverland, at Neverland Ranch. How do you okay? know, Al? How how you know she? He, because he, I actually do. Oh, I'm sorry. I do research, but yes. Oh, so at 14, she read? asked her mother if she could lose her virginity to T.J. Jackson, which is Michael Jackson's nephew at Neverland. Okay. Then asked, after that, she dated yeah, Joey on, Lawrence. Yeah, hey, don't just go through this. Let, let us comment. Huh? You, she oh, asked okay, her mother. Go ahead. Huh? What, what kind of newfangled white woman shit is this? She asked her mama. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. She, she went what? to her mother, and she, at the time, it was like, think about it, though, guys. Think about it. Think about the mother. Think about the opportunity to date a Jackson at that time in 1995. Does he count? Does he count? Huh? Does he count? Of course he counts. He's a nephew. She lost her virginity to him at 14 in Neverland. I don't remember that one. You remember that one, Q? I don't, but I don't even care about that. I'm stuck on Ask the Mama. Like, because <laughs> Jenna been okay. doing that. Now, Trina said that she had the chance to do it all over again. She'd be hunting by the time she 10. And Kim Kardashian said she's going to be doing it at 14 at the Neverland. And got a, got a permission slip signed by her mama, her mama to go on a field trip. That's right, to go to Neverland and lose her virginity. No, but let I know y'all want to keep it right here, but let's keep going because I think we got some jewels here, all right? she she After that didn't work out, and they dated for four years now. Let's be clear. It was a bona fide relationship for four years. From 14 to 18, she okay, who was Michael Jackson. Huh? Who, was who was next? The actor, Joey Lawrence. How interesting was that? Because in 1999, Joey Lawrence was kind of a, up and coming big actor, right? But um, this is what, what? If you give a bio on each one, we ain't gonna I, get I, to, we ain't gonna get to okay. number 17 and 18. <laughs> okay, let me just run through it real quick. You're the one that told me to stop, okay? At 19 is when she married Damon Thomas, the record producer who was on top of his game at that point, right? After that, it was Ray J in 2005. It was Nick Lachey who, after he divorced um, Homegirl, in 2006, it was Nick Cannon in 2006 and seven. Then she dumped him and went to Reggie Bush from 2007 to 2010, left him for the guy that dated J-Lo. Remember that soccer player in 2010? She's nabbed the soccer player. What is this? Cristiano Ronaldo. You remember that guy? Very attractive, tall. Yeah. Left him, had a rumor to be dating Justin Bieber when he was 16 and she was 29. Left his ass because- that Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. What? You said when he was 16 and she was 29? Yeah. The, use the math, baby. This ain't nothing new. In 2010, she was 29. In 2010, that's illegal, though. That's illegal. He was, six, he was 16. You can't have sex with an adult at 16? And <laughs> she got too much heat on that. They they well, shut that maybe, down. Well, he white. Maybe he got permission from his mammy to wake up <laughs> at 14. Right? Look, 
Keep going. She, 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 dumped, she dumped him after he posted that was his girlfriend. Got too much heat in the media for that. Went to Miles Austin. Y'all remember when she dated that really attractive football player from the NFL? Dumped his ass because she met Gabriel Aldry, who was Holly Berry's ex-husband. I mean, used to be married to Holly Berry. But remember, she thought that he was using her for fame. Dumped him, slept the with the bodyguard. Daddy. Slept mm-hmm. with her bodyguard, Shango. Remember that? Y'all don't remember that? Uh, when the Kardashians did New York. Dumped him, got heat from being sleeping with the bodyguard. Then she got with Chris Humphreys, married him for 72 days. After she divorced him, Drake uh, dripped in the picture. That didn't work out. Married Kanye West. That lasted, we saw, for how long? And now she's back at Drake. So you tell me, is she really hurt over Kanye West and that not working out? Now, you just told all this lady business, okay? But yeah. I'm still stuck on how you walk back in your mama house at 14 with a wet ass and she knows. <laughs> like, what did that conversation, what did that, oh, Lord. You know I, that conversation that mama said, did you seal the deal? That's a Jackson. And you were never led. And she was like, mama, I did it. I got it. I want to come back in my next life. That's Not really white, but white-ish. I want to see what it feels like to live by these ridiculous rules. And 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 I could never say that to a family member. My mother, right. they everyone, the whole your aunties all up in your business. You couldn't even have sex before you think about it before 18. You was a hussy, you was too fast, slow your ass down, you gonna get pr- there was no nobody was cheerleading me to date someone at 14 and never mind giving up ass at 14. You know, you should be able to retroactively call children and family services on somebody. <laughs> Her ass needs to at least do 90 days in the county in for what she did in 1995. That's some low-down ass mess. But but look, 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 if we're really honest, uh, the same thing happened with Michael and also with R. Kelly. Their mothers and the parents were driving these kids to Neverland, to his house, uh, R. Kelly's house. You tell me, where is the line there? And let me be perfectly clear here. I I was sexually active at 14. That's when I started. But you best believe I didn't go ask nobody. Nobody in my damn house knew what was going on. And I wasn't telling my parents what it is I was doing when I was so on and so forth. It's just something a little unnatural with that for me. It's the it's the it's the premature huzziness for me. <laughs> you talking of, about pre-calculated is what you mean, not yeah, premature. Yeah, pre-calculated. That, that that story was kind of a mess. That was a mess. Speaking of messes, new photo shoot alert. Kaya dropped some photos. Um, rapper Kaya, well, she's the rap. She dropped some new photos from her recent photo shoot on the gram, and she had everybody gagging. Let's take a look at these pictures of Kaya. My neck, my back. Let me. Wow, y'all see the pictures? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, based on Kaya and I's very adversarial history, <laughs> this is a prime, and I know there are some people sitting on the other side of these screens with bated breath. What's up with the knees, though? <laughs> she got them K legs. Waiting for me to do a whole lot of damage. But I'm taking the high road. <laughs> I, I will say this though. You can't call her ugly. 
You can't call Kaya ugly. She's not ugly. She's not ugly. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think more black women than not look like her. The body type, the face. Um, and I one thing I will give Kaya, she's a natural, natural woman. She's natural. Shut your mouth. <laughs> ghetto dogs. So you got this ghetto heifer on the screen, and now my dogs at the ghetto. So <laughs> <laughs> they probably haven't been fed in two days. Cause you ain't been home. I think they saw the picture. <laughs> and I can talk my shit because she talked about me and I've never done nothing to this lady. I used to listen to her music. I just I don't think she's ugly either. I just think she just looks unkempt all the time. She just always looks dusty. And she'll probably make a video about me or not. I don't care. I can have my opinion on the pictures. I like that she tried something different. I like that she she tried it. And you know, I'll never be mad at that. But it's hard to root for her because she goes so hard. And people can say, Oh, y'all talk about people too. Yes, we do. But she goes so hard and she's funny as hell. I just wish she would use her powers for good sometimes because she's clever, she's fast, and she's witty. But it's always from a place of like so angry and so negative. And I'm like, yo, you're kind of dope with how fast you are and how quick witted you are. But it's always like evil. And I just think she looks dusty. There's a fine line between entertainment and just nasty and vile. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Kaya just gets vile with it. I remember when her and T.S. Madison, they when they took off with doing their their thing that they were doing, and I, I remember telling Maddie, I was like, this is unsustainable. Yeah. I said, because can't no network do nothing with this woman calling people, talking about people's children and talking about them like a dog, and she called it keeping it real, but that's beyond keeping it real. Some of the stuff that come out of Kaya's mouth is just evil. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and I can see that. Frankie Daniva, you got big nerve. All you do is sit up and talk about people. You're absolutely right, but I don't do it that damn bad. Al, what do you think about the pictures? How do you think she they came out? Do you think she uh, hit the mark, or do you think it was a? Do you think she looked good? I what one hundred percent think she hit the mark compared to what she normally looks like. <laughs> compared to what she normally looks like, I think she looked like a million dollars. If you ask me, I loved her walk video. I thought that was hot. Ass out, chest out. She, I mean, to me, compared to what I'm used to seeing her look like, I felt like she did a very good job. Now, I will say this about her. <laughs> that woman right there has a talent, and that is how fast that woman can talk. Kaya, if I can just give you a, just one bit of advice, can you please stop hitting that gavel so much? Because I can't hear all that you're saying, and you'd be dropping gems, but the gems and the gavel, they just be messing with me. And I'm a little slow. You're right. You can say that. But I, I, I will say that I enjoy her commentary. It can get vile sometimes, but it's what, with the pictures, I thought it looked best that she's ever looked, in my opinion, of what I've seen and what I'm watching. Would you, would you hear it? That's a different story. Why, I mean, why not? She has a nice body. She has great breasts. I'm a breast man. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the right cocktail, the right moment. Why not? So I can tell y'all, I noticed... Um, hood boogers behavior well enough to enough to know that this conversation we're having right now is going to turn into about six weeks worth of videos from her about us so just be prepared okay okay she's gonna call us every she every trust and believe it's coming (laughs) well 
you know what? Like they tell us all the time, if you're going to give it, you got to be able to take it and vice versa. She talks shit about everybody and their mama all the time. I get down and nasty with it too because the last time, you, you know how I backed up off me the last time I talked about a cockeyed grandbaby. Baby, I ain't had no problem. I ain't had no problems out of it since. Um, so you, you listen, I, you bring it, bitch. I mean, we're not lying. She looks, listen, I'm going to say it. I don't care. She looks dusty all the time. She always looks filthy. So it's hard yeah. for me to take her seriously. You've been in the business for I ain't lying either. The grandbaby <laughs> And it's a child. And I don't give a damn. Because I can be, I can get nasty too. But your cockeyed grandbaby and your damn <laughs> man that's still wrapped, still passing out CDs. People don't even have CDs no damn more. And she's still pulling up at the flea market, passing out CDs out that dusty ass van that need to take a trip down to the Meineke, shaped like a damn uh, Wendy Williams grandma. Um, the <laughs> well, well. Um, looking like she got a bunch of hair on her stuff between her legs and in her butt. Go ahead. Well, well, that was uh, Funky Dineva taking the high road. And with that being said, <laughs> thank you for watching TGIF. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva and, our lucky, and, and oh. our lucky fan, Angela Sanders, for joining us tonight. Uh, stick around. Uh, we got the Tammy Mac Late Show, but first Fox Souls deals is up next. Th this might be our last show, y'all. Uh, y'all oh, have a good weekend. <laughs> All right, you guys.